This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Chris, uh, before we get started... Hey, hey Jerry, let's let's clear up one thing first. I I was scanning through the questions before. I was taking my walk, and I I know it's just podcast Friday, and I'm looking at some questions that might be coming up. I see somebody asked to come. I don't know if you're even going to get to it, but about... Do you do I think I'm the best beat guy out <laughs> there that. because you say nobody beats the biz? Right, so let's clear this up for this puzzling question. Um, it started, folks, with nobody beats the biz when Bob Papa yes. introduced me on his podcast with Banks because for people who don't remember or too young or whatever it is, back in the day there was a famous commercial that said nobody beats the whiz. Right. Jerry, you know about it. Yes. You know, maybe some of our younger people aren't too familiar with that. The old store. It was an appliance store, right, Jerry? Electronics appliance yes. store back in yes. the day. Yep. And that was a famous commercial. The guy was famous who did the commercial. It was Nobody Beats the Wiz. So Bob Papa jokingly said, hey, nobody beats the biz. Right. And then Jerry just picked up an ad and ran with it and says, hey, nobody beats the biz. Yes. It has nothing to do with me saying to Jerry on a text uh, a year ago, saying, hey, Jerry, I think I'm the greatest. Please introduce me as nobody beats the biz, okay? You know, Chris is actually so, a lot like Joe DiMaggio in that Joe DiMaggio would insist on being called the greatest living ball player. Chris right. actually texts me before and says, please say nobody beats the biz. I'm kidding, of course, but yeah. Right. Yeah, just clarify that, Jerry, because there's people on social yes. media like right. who, who like to uh, act like, you know, like they either don't know or they, you know, whatever, but... Just to clarify that for people who actually ask that question. I mean, God forbid, uh, Chris, it's like, it's like, it's like using a, an emoji. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know people are very, some people are very serious about the emoji, <laughs> you know, thinking I was like, Oh, look at this idiot that died at 26. I mean, yeah. yeah. Let, let me, let uh, me just so. say something real quick. Cause I was going to, I was going to tweet something and Ben, the follow bars kind of covered it, but it's still in the drafts actually guys. If, if you get that upset over an emoji, uh, I'd consider you lucky because your life must be pretty good. Um, otherwise <laughs> exactly. you are just, uh, you know, a, a soft millennial, whatever is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, obviously I saw that question. I was going to ask it just because we could bring up nobody beats. Yeah. The, the so let's clarify that for people out there, Jerry. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, that's what, that's the story behind nobody beats the biz. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yes. No, it has nothing to do with me saying, Jerry introduced me like I'm Joe DiMaggio of the giant beat writers. You know what I mean? <laughs> the greatest okay, living beat writer. Let's, Let's let's move on. What do you got there, Foley? So I got a funny story for you before we get started okay. and talk about some things. So I go to a heart doctor every six months, Doctor Fox of Hamilton Cardiology. He's a he's a you know. Is this because of all? Is this because all the Giants losing? I, that that contributes to it. Sure, sure. Okay. Right. Uh, the Rangers didn't help getting that far. I'm almost better off if the Rangers <laughs> don't make the playoffs. My okay. blood pressure doesn't go to lethal levels. But um, anyway, <laughs> okay. Dr. Fox has been keeping me alive like Darth Vader, if you will, for the last, you know, eight to ten years. Does a great job. And I go in there yesterday, and he just starts talking Giants. Now, he's a Rangers-Giants-Mets fan. So okay. I, I could talk two out of three, and even the Mets I don't hate, so I'll, I'll talk baseball with him. He's a really nice guy. He's a little younger than me, I think. And he goes, uh, so uh, my son is really into – the Giants. Now, this is this story is an example of how Chris's experiences are usually 180 degrees different from mine, right? When he sees people, they literally run them off the road to meet them, uh, no, stop at no, Dunkin' no. Donuts, you know, they you know, jump <laughs> no. on them, whatever. So Dr. Fox says, uh, my son is really into the Giants now, and, and he's all he's asking me questions all the time. And I said, oh, great. And he's a young kid. I don't know how old he is, but he, he said he's starting to get into social media. So I'm thinking, all right, well, he's going to bring up podcast and all and he goes he really loves and i just stared at him and he goes that big blue vcr he's great isn't he and i go <laughs> yeah yeah he's really good he goes so what's your podcast called again <laughs> and i think i told him 700 times but he goes oh yeah i think my dad listens to you but anyway his son aaron is going to start listening and he goes you guys don't curse do you and i said well we say shit sometimes and he's like that's fine that's fine just you know don't leave out the big ones and it'll be fine so aaron yeah, no, we, don't do, we don't do the big ones right aaron uh, dr fox if you're listening welcome to the podcast and thanks for all the work you do you know keeping my blood pressure at uh you know human being levels i really appreciate it so right. anyway right. 
Like now, it. of course, do- of course, Doctor, of course, Doctor on September 11th, if Jones throws an early pick. Yeah. Um, Foley might be in doing a week. You know, <laughs> that's right. Get a hot checkup. Uh, yes, you know, yes. the Giants go down, and Daniel doesn't look pretty good opening day. So, uh, <laughs> right. yes, exactly. <laughs> all tongue, all, and he all actually tongue. said that to me once. He goes, uh, "I realize the Giants don't help." So anyway, because uh, yeah. we we, we yeah. usually talk sports for about ten minutes before he checks right. on me. So. There you go, Doctor. Good job, Doc. You know, there keep an is. eye on Foley there. You know, because the the, the season's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he felt the same way I did about the Rangers. Like they were close, and hmm. he got he actually got COVID game three in the middle of it. And he said right. since then everything went downhill for him. So he got hmm. COVID, and then the Rangers well, lost. So he 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 apologized. Well, at least he's not blaming. Me. At least he's not blaming Dable. You know. Right, right. But he apologized for me, to me, about it. So I said, that's <laughs> nah, all right, man. It's okay. So, anyway, buddy. So, Let's Jerry, say, look, um, training camp's a month away, basically, right? A yeah. little over a month. Um, today's the 20th. What the hell today is? 24th. 24th and yeah. training camp starts the 26th, I believe, 27th. 27th. Yeah. So, here we are, a month away. And yeah, the Giants announced today, I, I put it on Twitter a little while ago, uh, there will be 11 open practices to the public and that's a lot jerry you know that's a lot uh you know yeah. uh, mara's happy to get the uh, fans back in uh, at quest you know to see dable and Sh- joe shane and the whole new regime and the football team and Thibodeau and all guys like that in front of them you know they're back you know so uh, obviously we know what's happened the last few years and mara wanted to get a lot of dates in yeah. they did yeah. some teams have five six dates some teams have few some teams have nine ten john mara Went with 11, which is a lot, you know, which is a lot. And he even went went on the first day of camp, you know? Right. Because uh, we got our schedule about the training camp practices today. And um, the first day of camp, you could be right there. You know, you have just reserved tickets. You got to go to Giants.com and everything is free. They're going to have a fan fest again, which which went over huge last year, Jerry. I had met life. You and know? That's, that's funny because somebody asked that question, so I'm glad you're getting into this a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, so... Um, that's going to be a little inter-squad in game, uh, practice scrimmage too, blue and white. A uh, little fireworks afterwards. Uh, Giants, a lot of <clears throat> former Giants will be there for autographs. Yeah. And all that. So it's a Friday night in August. <clears throat> Excuse me. should be hopefully a beautiful night. And that should be a fun. Uh, that went over big last year. And I'm, uh, I'm sure, Jerry, with the enthusiasm yeah. um, that's surrounding this team right now, uh, that's going to be a huge night too for the fans. Um, I'm just hoping, you know, I'm allowed to stand on a sideline again in the stadium like we did last year, that, <laughs> which was which was good. So we'll see what Dable does with us. Um, so it seems like he'd be cooler than Judge no matter what with that. No, <laughs> like, you know, it's not as, you know, Judge yeah, was well, fine with that, but what? it seems like Dable wouldn't care, I, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, we'll see. We'll see training camp if we're back on along the sideline watching the practices or we're back on the patio. So um, yeah, we will both. At the OTAs, some days we're on the sidelines, and some days we're on the patio. So we'll see what Dable does. Hopefully, you know he does a Pat Sherman. He let lets us you know stand on the sidelines right there doing practice. We'll see. Yeah. So, um, so that should be the fans. I hope to see like uh, I hope to see a lot of the followers, Jerry. You know, uh, out there, and um, if it's if we're on the sidelines doing these training camp practices, I get to see a lot of people because you know the the open practices the the fans would be right behind us, you know, right. in the bleachers and all that. Jerry, if we're on the patio, then no, obviously not. So yeah. that will be determined, as they say, in a month or so. Um, so a lot of practices for people to see their team, bro. You know, and I, I think it's great. You know, uh, it's been a long two years, buddy. As you know, it's been a long two years with the pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I think a little normalcy, you know, uh, people coming back and yeah, and, and seeing it in person. And so, it should be a it's lot a really fun, good though. point, dude. You know, you're getting over the, the pandemic and people coming back, and there is like we keep talking about it. There is excitement around this team. So to to come see these guys and see how Dable operates a practice and how Jones looks, how the line looks, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be it's, an, it's becoming an exciting time. It feels like I don't want to say it because I'm going to jinx it, but it feels like we're turning the corner of you know the last ten years, God willing, where. You're hoping for the best every year, and you know in the back of your mind, like, I don't know if this is going to work. So hopefully, you know, aside from the Giants getting better, but like you said, the, the return to normalcy a bit. Um, I'm, I'm happy for Giants. Giant fans are the best. You know, they're, you talk to a Giants fan anywhere, and they tell you, show you how passionate they are, and they tell you, you don't have to 
you can you can sense it um and they deserve it so i'm, I'm happy for them yeah and folks uh when you are at that first practice behind the gate there in the bleachers um <laughs> wait till you see evan neal up close that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> wait till you see him up close because like like we talked about on last podcast and I even wrote a little something on it for the next giant insider issue. Um, you know, this kid is like a building that's walking around. You know, he is a one big boy, man. So I think people are going to be like, whoa, my God, look at the size of him. You know, and he, 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 I said it see. before, but he just seems to carry it so much better. It's like, it's oh got to be God, the thinnest yeah. 320, 340 oh. I've ever seen, dude. I mean, Jerry, it's like when you see him up close, like, nah, this dude can't move, you know? <laughs> And but he looks like you said, Jerry. He's three forty-five, whatever he is, three thirty-five. And, yeah. and he, you look at him again. Nah, he's got to be three fifteen. You know, he's like he has that type, but he isn't. You know. And, and that's and what, that reminds you, me of when I saw Jumbo Elliott years ago at, at, at training camp. I was like, Jumbo Elliott's not a fat guy. He's just he's a no. monster. He's not like, you know, he doesn't have the big belly hanging over. He's just just a, a huge man. And that's what I that's what I think yeah. of when I see Neil. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and God bless Jumbo. He was unbelievable for yeah. us, but Neil is, I mean, just quicker, way quicker. Or, right. You know, so, and it's, but that's today's athlete. These today's yeah. athletes are incredible. So, um, now we can only hope Evan is half as good as Jumbo, right? right? right I mean, right, I mean, right, I mean right. Jumbo was unbelievable for the Giants, you know, yeah. so. So, Jerry, uh, yeah, so a lot of exciting times, bro. Time's flying, dude. You know, here we are, you know, end of June, month away, um, you know, Jerry, it kind of leads with the training camp a little bit. It's something I want to talk about. I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this, you know, about what is the th- uh, what are some of the things you're looking for, Jerry, as we enter camp, you know, a month away, as we're about to go into camp. And I ask you, Jerry, like, you know, Jerry, you know, what's your theme? Like, what's your theme for this training camp? What is it that you are going to be looking for the first few weeks with this team? What unit it might be, coaching staff, coaches, what player, you know, Jerry, right off the bat, say, let's fast forward, dude. We we'll jump into the uh, time machine here with Michael J. Fox a little bit. We go, we're at July 27th at 10 o'clock, Jerry, you know, yeah. and um, and you say to yourself, I said, Jerry, you know, what are you going to be looking for the first week, first few weeks? Tell me. So I hop in the DeLorean and we're at July right. 27th. <laughs> my, my, my first thought is... What does Jones look like? And that's an easy one, okay. but right. for me, that is what this all rides on. What is Jones doing? Is he, is he, you know, he has the propensity to stare down a receiver. Is he, does he look comfortable with the offense? What kind of throws does he make? For me, he is priority numero uno for me. Now, I know you can right. make right. the argument about the O-line. Saquon, fine. Yes, all things considered. For me, it's what does our quarterback that we have a major decision on at the end of the year look like in this offense? Right. And that's very good because you know what, Jerry, we're not going to get a real, real feel of the offensive line until they start playing opponents. Right. Okay. Exactly. But Daniel Jones in this offense, what he's doing during practice, you could get, you know, right. obviously a feel, Hey, how's he look? What's he doing? Is he learning? Is, you know, so Jerry, I'm with you on that, bro. You know, as I head into training camp next month, um, what I'll be looking for the first few weeks, probably, you know what, Jerry, probably through the training camp, bro. Yeah. And preseason games right up until we have we head to Nashville, you know. So yeah. I'm going to be looking for how is this offense under Mike Kafka and Brian Dable and, of course, Shea Tierney, the quarterback's coach for Daniel. How are they shaping this offense? And, you know, how is it gearing towards Daniel Jones? Right. You know, right. Um, that's what I'm going to be looking for. And, of course, we're not going to get answers to that, Jerry, the first week, two weeks. But as, I, you know, as I've seen in OTAs and the mandatory camp, you start getting a feel of what they're doing, right? Uh, how they're gonna, And now you're going to really get a feel starting July 27th of what the hell they're thinking and how they're going to shape this offense. So to me, Jerry, obviously Wink and the way he's going to be aggressive and the way they're going to – that's going to be a – no question. You know, that's going to be like, oh, I can't, you know, people, go, and people, you know, man, when you come to the practices, you're going to be looking at Winky. You're going to be seeing a lot of different things in his defense and what they're doing, especially watching for my boy, uh, Xavier McKinney and what he's doing out there. I've seen flashes of that already. And obviously we're going to see that in camp. But yeah, Jerry, the offense with Daniel and how they shape it, what, what they're going to do when these games start in September, to me, that's the main theme. I want to see what Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, 
what they have in store for these receivers, even the tight ends, and of course them, you know, that little running back they named Saquon Barkley that that that's going to be in the backfield this year, and what they're going to do, Jerry, and 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 that, and that just isn't like okay, you know, let's just look at them on their twenty and oh, what are they going to do here first and you know first and ten? What are, that's everything. That's hurry up offense. Yeah, that's two minute offense. And most importantly to me, Jerry, say it. the red zone. Yes, offense. there it is. Boom. Yes. You know, and and that and that includes high red yeah. and low red. And, yeah. and I'm you know I'm curious. You know, and I, I, like no, look, we've talked about it. I've described what I've been seeing. What I did see, I should say, uh, I should say, you know, back in the OTAs and and, and minicamp, what I, you know, flashes of what I've seen in this and that. And obviously, you're going to be seeing a lot of it. But that's. That's, I want to see, Jerry, right there, how this shapes up. That's going to be my main focal point, you know, in training camp the first few weeks up into that first, um, you know, New England game, that preseason game and all that. And then, uh, yeah, so I want to see with Daniel and what they're doing to help him and to tailor his game to their, what they like to do. So yeah. that's what I'm looking at, dude. Yeah, the, the defensive side, Chris, to me, is like such a bonus. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing that, especially based on everything you're telling me, right? And how aggressive Martin sure. Dale is. And I, again, we, sure. we talked about yeah. this, dude. There's going to be times where you're like, oh, Wink, why did you blitz there? Oh, my God, you left him on an island. But it's going to be an ex- more exciting. I think it's the more exciting portion of this team. For mm-hmm. me, you know, the concern going in is, well, how is Daniel going to look in this offense? Now, it's probably going to be it's going to be a very quarterback-friendly offense. They're going to play to his strengths, God willing. And is he does he look comfortable? Um, are we seeing things like, you know, you did the, um, the other day, the, like the shuffle pass at the goal line that Andy Reid always calls. Yeah, it seems to yeah, work right. every time. Right. Like, will, will you see that? And you're <laughs> right. going to tell me like within two days, I know it. Second day of camp, either Jones looks pretty good or here we go again with the inconsistency, you know, or you're going to just, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to see that right away. Like you said, the offensive line, you, you got to kind of wait till the season starts or at least preseason to get a, to get a sense of that and say, okay, these guys are holding up a bit. But Jones, I think you're going to be able to sh- see it pretty quickly. Um, and and that's, that's why I said I'm going to go to him first. But you brought up the other guy, uh, Saquon. And mm. I, I, again, I, I promise not to get on you if there are no wheel routes. But <laughs> I am, I'm on board with his revenge tour. And I, you I should be. cannot wait. I am so bullish on this offense and it scares me because I, I don't want to set myself up a disappointment, but I'm just looking like if the offensive line holds up and Jones is competent, we get it. It's almost like we get extra. We're getting extra guys this year. Like Tony feels extra to me. The return of Saquon being healthy feels extra aside from getting Neil and Thibodeau. Like, it's almost like these guys are coming back and you know, I know, I know Saquon played last year and I know Tony played sparingly last year, but it just feels like, it almost feels like they're new additions to the team to me. And then you get Robinson in there. It's just, oh, it just feels like it's going to be exciting. But I'm more, much more concerned with, obviously, the offense. I'm, I'm ecstatic about what, what Martindale's going to do and with uh, some of the talent that, we've, uh, that we have on defense. So, right. again, man, it, it's, I'm all over the place with this because I do feel like we can be more than competitive. But it's going to come down to what does Jones, what does Jones look like? I think right, and and that's going to be up to Dable and Kafka, Jerry, to you know do what he does best. Yeah. Right. And, and look, Dable talked about it numerous times. He wants Daniel to be aggressive, okay, mm-hmm. and he wants him to be aggressive in practices, and and he wants him to he, I, you know, Dable feels that he, he was a little too tentative at times. Yeah. Okay. Over the over last year, over the years. He wants him to, to sling a little bit. Now, that's not reckless football, but he wants him to be aggressive. Okay, so if he throws a interception in a tight window in practice, Dable's not going to have a problem with it. They're going to learn from it. Okay, now there was an OTA. I forget which one I was at where Daniel missed a guy by 30 feet, overthrowing a guy. And I think, I think Zay had the interception. Somebody had the interception, you know, and I, I put it out there because it was a type of, it was a type of situation where a third-year guy fourth-year guy. What am I talking about? Right, Jerry? Was he four years now, Daniel? A fourth-year guy yeah, fourth year. can't make that throw. And that's why, you know, I put it out there, and I'm going to be doing that in camp. Yeah. Daniel makes a great throws. Hey, Daniel hit this guy. 
Great yeah. zip, nice tight window. Right. If Daniel makes some bad throws, now, what I mean by bad interception, bad throw, if I put something on Twitter, folks, like, oh, bad overthrow by Daniel, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be like, oh, why are you picking on Daniel? No, I'm just, you know, you're reporting what you're seeing. And when a fourth year quarterback makes a bad decision, now, not an aggressive bad decision, a bad decision, you know, it has to be reported. You know, people want to know what the hell's going on, you know. So hopefully I don't tweet that too much, but these were still some of the things Daniel did in the OTAs that hopefully, you know, under the system as he learns it more. You know, and Jerry, let me tell you something, brother. There's nobody rooting harder for Daniel Jones than me. And I know you is. too, dude. I know yeah. you love him too, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, just that, you know what, Jerry, you know, I know you love him too. Just that the only benefit I have is that I'm next to him all the right. time. I'm with them. You know, right. we're at the presses. I yep. see him. You know, we talk. Sometimes we'll whisper some things on the side as he's walking away. I love the kid, bro. Yeah. There was, I mean, there was nobody, Jerry, I'm pulling harder for than Daniel. Yeah. I absolutely love the kid, bro. Yeah. But a business, like, you know, like we used to say back in the day, business is business. Yeah. You know, you have to produce. And yeah. I hope he does. And I hope the system helps him produce. Um, because they're going to do everything in their power, Kafka and Gable, you know, and even Joe, Shane, you know, adds a, a receiver, one of the best SEC receivers in the game last year, makes him a second-round pick, you know, gets him another weapon. Yep. Saquon, hopefully, going to be a big part of this, you know, and all that. Uh, gets him a tackle, gets him a solid right guard, you know, and all that, Jerry. And this was all part of the plan of, let's, like John Maris said, let's stop screwing up this kid, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, we screwed this kid for three years, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I, yeah, like I said, Jerry, I mean, Daniel Jones, dude, I'm hoping he's the face of this franchise. Right. Like Eli was for years to come, bro. I really am because the kid is, dude, he's a giant, bro. He's a giant. This is what you want out of this organization. He's a class act. Yeah. Nobody works harder. He's a great freaking, a great, sorry, doctor. He's a great kid. <laughs> he's he's a great kid. Um, And, you know, but. You have to produce, Jerry, and it starts July 27th, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then it hopefully carries into Tennessee, man. All good points, dude. And I, I, you, you kind of brought it up. I think the other part of this excitement, you know, I always, always want to crap on the old regime, but when they hired Jason Garrett, 80% of Giant fans, and I, I, that may be higher than 80, but I'll say 80, four out of five Giant fans were like, <laughs> No, why? Like that? That's not exciting at all. There's nothing exciting. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't. And excitement. he was a gentleman to you, Chris. He was a nice oh, guy. Just, oh, he's a great guy, Jason. But it, yeah. the move was like, all right, we're starting off with this offense, and we're going to hire a new coach to run Jason Garrett's offense. Great. Um, Dallas laughed at us. They hated it. They couldn't stand his offense. Mm. So bringing in Kafka with Dable, combining what Kansas City does with the wrinkles that Buffalo is going to bring in. That's part of it too, man. Like that's why I think yeah. it's more exciting than you know, even two years ago when we brought in Judge and said, "All right, we like Joe Judge, we think," but man, that, that Jason Garrett. Oh, and he brought oh Freddie Kitchens, huh? Okay, like we're hearing names like these names don't get me very excited. And yeah. okay, this offense is going to work now. So I, I think that the coaching aspect is part of it, where that's that's definitely part of the excitement for me, dude. But oh, you know, and, and you brought up Jones, dude. I, I was. The comparison I was going to make is, like, talk about rooting for a guy that, you know, fans get on. Like, no better example of that than, than Evan Ingram the last couple of years. Like, great oh, kid. You absolutely. know, you have to tweet what's happening in practice. Oh, Ingram dropped one. Like, you're not rooting for that. It's just you're reporting it. We, if right. we're rooting for Ingram, my God, we're, we're pulling for Jones. It's a class act. Like you said, you hope he's the guy. Yep. It's just that's why it, it all comes down to him, dude. It really does for me. Yeah, and, and and look if if anybody I I don't want to give away my next article, my next column That's too much, but if anybody knows it's do or die for you know it's Daniel, okay? Mm-hmm. Daniel knows this is it. You know mm-hmm. everybody knows this is it. You know, yeah. um, you know, it, there's no question about it. You know, and, and no matter you know what Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they all talk glowingly about him. You know, yeah. but of course they're looking at it like yeah, this is it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. We're gonna see what we have in this kid, um, and then we're gonna move on if it doesn't work out. So Jerry, one of the things you said before, where Dale wants him to be aggressive, remind me of the uh, the America's game of the '86 Giants when Sims is going into uh, the Viking game, 
and Parcells says, look, we just beat our division opponents. Go out there and wing it. I don't care if you throw five interceptions today. And I, like, you don't want that, but I love that attitude way more than we're going to be very yeah. careful. We're going that's to, what know, people, you, Jerry, that's what, you know, Jerry, this coaching staff that they hired, yeah. you know, Dable, Wink, all of yeah. You know, we all know how conservative Judge was at times. Let's face it. We right. were punting around midfield. And, uh, you know, there were so many times we were like, come on, dude, you're, you're 3-9. Go for it. You know, remember Jerry? Right. So, yes. And he was playing it to the, you know, to the vest. And, like, they were 9-3. And, and, you know, and, you know, basically overall it was, you know, conservative. You know, and yeah. it was nothing more conservative than his quarterback sneaks inside the five. I mean, that was, that was unheard of, right? So, but, dude, this coaching staff here, yeah, the mindset around the facility is aggressive 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 yeah we all know wink right, right i mean we right. all know his defenses and right. he already shown it this yeah. off-season program it's yeah. going to be aggressive 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 and if i go down in flames aggressive i go down in flames but and then dable you see what he did in buffalo yeah you know once they traded for Diggs and josh allen took his game to the next level right you know everything was aggressive Aggressive, aggressive, Jerry. And, yeah. you know, I'm just going to give a little quick thing to it. And we're going to talk about it once I start seeing, you know, what they're doing on the team drills and sevens hmm. in training camp. But Daniel Jones is going to run the ball, dude. Yeah, He's nice. going to have designed runs. Good. I think even, you know, I know Dable talked about it. Oh, we're going to see how much he runs as the season moves along. We don't want to this and that. But, dude, I, see, I saw it numerous times, designed runs. Right. Because I tell you what, Jerry. Yeah. And I said this a hundred times times mm-hmm. you don't realize how fast daniel is dude right until he's in front of you right and i told you that jerry when he was a rookie i said dude remember jerry i used to text you dude you can't believe how fast this kid is you know yeah. when he runs yeah i think i think that was a little bit of yeah everybody knows he could run you know you uh, dable saw it on tape and kafka's like oh yeah no this kid's fast and then when they're on the field dude in front of daniel yeah i think they looked at it like Holy crap! This freaking kid could run. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I mean because you don't really realize it, dude, until it's in, until he's in front of you how fast Daniel's. Anyway, the point being is, that I think they will look at it and go, "Whoa, wait a minute! This is going to be a bit part of our offense." Yeah. Like Josh Allen has structured draws. Right. Josh, yeah, he's a great. You know, Allen's a big boy who can run up in Buffalo. You know, and you're going to see that with Daniel, and you're going to see it inside the ten. You're going to see it. I'm telling you. I see what they're doing already. And they look at it like, well, you know what? This is going to be part of our arsenal here because this kid can run. You know what I mean? mean? Uh, that excites the hell out of me because he is very fast, very athletic. Because- the only thing he's got to do is he's got to slide. You, you cannot. Yeah, that we know. And we yeah. love the, we love the yeah. taking on the defensive lineman at the goal line. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, how can you not love that? But just be smart, Daniel. But you're right, Chris. Like, you wonder if a guy like Dable and Kafka look at the film of last year and just say, like, my God, Not, aside from the, you know, doing quarterback sneaks inside the, your own five, um, the fact that they didn't use him, use his legs enough, um, you, you just wonder what they think of that. And I, it's, right. I love hearing that, man, because he's a hell of an athlete. They should be using his legs. And, Jerry, what I love about it, and I think you – really feel you're going to see this during the season you know yeah. is that they will hit here's a coaching staff that gets together and they're going to sit there and we'll go hey we're going to use every possible option yeah. to get that ball in the end zone yeah i don't care if we got to call chris busy from the giant insider and get a play in for him if i feel he could get it in the end zone yeah. Give Pizik Nano the ball. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Not like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna use three plays if it doesn't work. We're gonna, they're gonna use every option available. If that yeah. means Daniel with design draws, yeah. if that whatever a, a, option plays, whatever the hell you saw that with Mahomes too, <laughs> right. little option plays <laughs> inside the ten, he does that stuff. Right. Whatever it's gonna be, if it's gonna be Saquon out of that little wildcat, yeah. God bless you, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you're going to see out of Dable and Kafka. It's like everything is going to be on the table, Jerry. If that means if that means we have to go to Robbinsville, pick up Jerry Foley to throw a pass inside the ten, we go and pick up Jerry Foley and throw I mean, a pass. I mean, okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, dude? The the only That's downside. The only downside to this, and I'm not kidding, if they see if they see Barkley lined up in the shotgun at home, 
we may get a um a, a false start because the crowd's gonna the crowd's gonna lose their minds. I, I I'm, <laughs> I've said this before, dude. If they just throw a fade pattern to, to Bellinger, and it's incomplete, they will give a standing ovation because yeah. we haven't seen it in so long. So yeah. when you see these exotic formations, the crowd's gonna be too noisy. I'm convinced. I, I I'm telling all of you now, just please be <laughs> quiet because you're gonna cause a false start. We haven't seen anything like that in years, and, dude. And Jerry, there's nobody more knowledgeable. The Giants fans. Right. And I just got goosebumps first, talking about it. And the first game against Carolina at home, the yeah. first time they entered a red zone, everybody, all yeah. 70,000 people are going to be like, well, this is our Achilles heel. We can't get the ball in the end zone. We've been horrible last two years. Yeah. Right, Jerry? Yeah. And then, like you said, they punch it in in the red. You know, oh. the, you know, uh, they come out with a little bit of a different scheme, a little bit of a different look. That yeah. Carolina's like, oh, what the hell is this? Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And it, and it, and it, and it play execution and it play works. And Carolina was, and the people are just because the Giants, there's nobody more knowledgeable than the Giants fans. They're no, gonna not. Like, they're going to be like, holy crap, the new regime has entered the, like Elvis, you know, the new regime has entered the building. You know what I mean? So, uh, and that's what Giant fans are hoping for. That's what we're all hoping for, dude. And I, I, the last time I remember that kind of thing happening where it didn't seem like a big deal was 2002 against the 49ers opening night. And we had gone through years of not having a tight end. And Jeremy Shockey, I think, caught like a four-yard pass. And he knocked over a defender. It wasn't a big play. And I remember Giant fans, we all stood up and cheered like, like they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're going to see stuff like that with Dable, with, with this offense. I'm telling you right now. And it's going to... I, I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it because, mm-hmm. like you said, Giant fans are knowledgeable, and that feeling inside that stadium is going to be incredible. Yeah. And it just shows you how, how, how far we're going to come from the last 10 years, dude. Get excited yeah. over formations, for God's sake. Now, they, so. now, you know, Dable and Kafka, they're going to try that. They're going to yeah. try it, but now it's just a matter of execution. You know, yeah. Now it's just a matter of guys holding their blocks, yeah. guys running the right routes, and, of course, Mr. Jones, you know, Daniel. Right. You know, with the, with the, with the right throw. Uh, you know, you got, you know, so many times, you know, in all fairness to Joe Judge and even Sherman, Jerry. Yeah. So many times they had a good play call, but they just couldn't execute. A guy missed a block, right? Yeah. yeah. How many times I, I would put it on Twitter Tuesdays. Look at this, you know. The guy just totally whiffs on a block. The Saquon handoff against Washington. Yeah. That's the one I, I remember. I mean, a guy yeah. whiffs on blocks. Yeah. They were like, how could you, know you call mean, that Jerry? play? And you're like, no, guys, the play was there. Yeah. 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 You know, you got to look at the whole play. So it's all about execution of all 11 guys, you know. So, um, and that's something that you hope Dafka, uh, <laughs> Dafka, I did a little combination here. Kafka and Dable, you know, get together uh, for this team because that red zone is so important, dude. You can't kick field goals and win football games, you know, especially against. You know, good opponents, Jerry. You know, right. you, you have to punch the ball in, bro. You can't be 30th, 31st, right. 32nd, 29th in red zone offense, dude. You're not going to win football games, bro. Right. You know? Yep. So that's 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 what I'm going to be looking for a lot, Jerry. Um, and I, I'm hoping, that, you know, as the training camp moves along and the preseason games, and, of course, obviously against Tennessee, that red zone offense, man, is much improved. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hang on one second. And we're back. How, like, so I'm, I'm bringing up Jones. I, I'm going to ask you, like, do you agree with that? Is that is that the same theme you're looking at, or are you somewhere else, Chris? As far as Daniel? Well, I mean, you're talking about themes, what you're looking for, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Is like, that like, number one for you as well? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a com- It's like the whole package, Jerry. Like yeah, Daniel yeah. with this new offense, how they scheme it for yeah, him, yeah. you know, and all that. That's that's what I'm looking for, dude. Uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, how this offense is schemed towards Daniel. Obviously, how Daniel's learning this offense. And he's, he's a smart kid. He's going to learn the offense. Now it's just a matter of executing. And what they do, Jerry, you know, with the receivers, how they get guys in space, mm. you know, how they're going to use Kenny Galladay, okay? Even how they're going to use guys like Ricky Seal Jones, Jerry. Yeah. You know, the kid Bellinger, you know, um, the Wandale. And, yeah. and, of course, the guy I talked about last week, and I'm going to continue to talk about it, you know, is, mm-hmm. is Kadarius Tony. You know what right. I mean? So, right, right. And, and, you know, and how do you use these guys, dude? And Dable wants to get playmakers in space, uh, and, and that's how you, that's what we're going to – that's what I'm going to be focused on, dude. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be great to see, I hope, 
<clears throat> as Dable's, you know, as the, in, look, the installs are in, Jerry. Yeah. The installs are in. Right. Now it's a matter, training camp is going to be a matter of executing the installs. Okay? Yep. Yep. And, and we'll see. So, you know, obviously, Jerry, injury is a big part of it. Hopefully, the injuries, you know, will not be a factor for once. Can we get a break one year, dude? You know, mm-hmm. where... Where you know we don't we don't lose a key guy first week, uh, you know guy loses guy misses four weeks and all that stuff, you know. So it would be nice too if Daniel had all his weapons healthy for seventeen yeah. games. That would be nice too, Jerry. You no, know, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it'd be nice if the offense, because <coughs> Jerry, it'd be nice if the offense is functioning well, right? And then in maybe around Halloween or maybe even earlier. It's like you make a trade, you get Shep back. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like baseball where you get a guy, like for instance, you know, uh, baseball, like like the Red Sox might get might get Chris Sale back in July. That's like trading for an all-star. You know what I mean, Jerry? Right. Like right. that's what, right. so the Giants, the Giants, you, you might, you know, you might get Shep back in October. Right. And that's like, you know, I'm not saying all-star, all pro, I'm just saying that's a weapon that could be coming back to you in a functioning offense, which is hopefully going to be a functioning offense. Yeah. And another weapon for Daniel and more things for Dable and Kafka to do. Right. You know? Right. So. And that was my point before. I feel like I'm getting guys back, you know, game one with, with Barkley and, uh, and, and Tony. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're right, Chris. It's adding a guy like Shepard who's, yeah, when, yeah. He's, when he's healthy, he's reliable at least, you know, and um, – yeah, that's that's. Hey Jerry, point. you know how about September 11th? What do we want to see, dude? I like to see Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Saquon. Um, you know all those guys healthy. Yeah. Playing at once, bro. How many? Right. How many times did Daniel have healthy receivers last year? One. One game, I think. Yeah. And, and he threw for 300 yards. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that's. I'm not making excuses for Daniel for bad games and stuff. I'm just saying when he had all those weapons, what was it against the Saints, Jerry? Saints. And he had, what, 30-something points, whatever the hell it was, and he had yeah. 300, right? Yeah. And he really moved the ball well. So, you know what? Could we have all these weapons, dude? Yeah. You know, opening game, a healthy and, guy. And Barkley ran, Barkley ran a pattern down the field in that game, Chris. Yes, he did, sir. You know, <laughs> I, okay, I'm not going to – I was going to bring that up, but, you know, <laughs> Just he FYI, did do that for a touchdown, if I remember right, right? It was. When they do it, it works. So, so you know, that's what, that's the theme I'm looking for, Jerry. Like, you know, look. Let's see how this offense progresses. I'm going to be, you know, and what Dable and Kafka do for Daniel. And, and this is going to be a different offense than was you've seen on the Jason Garrett and Judge and, yeah. and all that. And, 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 folks, and Jerry, you know, look, I know Pat Shermer was not a head coach in this league. And he'll never be a head coach again. He's not head coach material. But he had a pretty good offensive mind at times. Yes, he did. And let's not forget, yep. you know, Daniel had his best year when yep. Pat Shermer was here. And uh, why am I bringing it up? Because he had a good, and we're hoping that, you know, obviously, Dable has a resume. Kafka's coming from Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy school. Uh, and we're hoping that this uh, these offensive minds gets Daniel to that next level. Because, you know what, Jerry? Daniel did a lot of good things his rookie year, bro, with Pat yeah. Sherman. Yeah. You know? And, and so that's what we're hoping for in 2022, man. And the difference is he doesn't have Betcher on the defensive side. This guy has Wink Martindale, who's... Light years better again. Going to be exciting and maddening, but I mean that is that is such a better hire than a guy like Betcher. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the difference. And I, and I, the last mini camp I was at, I grabbed a guy, a defensive player on the side, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to mention. But we, mm-hmm. I quickly talked about Graham and Wink, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, blitzing why, and and the, and the player told me, well, look, Patrick was, is it was it. Is a good football mind. He goes, but he picked his spots as far as attacking. He yeah. picked his spots, and that's yeah. what the guy told me. You know, um, this guy, meaning Wink. I said, well, I laughed with this with this guy, and I said, uh, I gather Wink's not picking his spots. You know, <laughs> and yeah. and he said, oh no, no. <laughs> he, he, he's like, I think every play is going to be a spot. <laughs> Third and thirty, send the so, house. Right, I mean that's what you're gonna get. Uh, that's what you're gonna get out of this defense, you yeah. know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jerry, there's a few guys. Uh, you know, we could sp- we could flip fields a little bit, um, flip sides, I should say, a little bit. And yeah. um, there's a look. Right now on this roster, is there a 12, 13 sack guy? No, but I tell you what, bro. With this kid Thibodeau, and I think this kid Thibodeau 
is going to have a very good rookie year. I really do, dude. I, I've, I've been f- watching. Jerry, just, just an FYI, yeah. because I'm a total and complete buffoon. Hmm. The other, last week, um, I put, I just, I said, I wanted to watch more of Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. You know, and I watched so much of his Oregon film. I said, holy crap, man. You know, I, I was like, this kid's good. I just think this kid's going to be a beast for us, dude. I really do. Jerry, you know, a couple of other guys. I think I mentioned this before. Keep an eye on Ellison Smith, dude. Okay. He's that lanky type guy that Wink loves. Year two, healthy. Keep an eye on this dude, bro. I think this guy, I think this kid's going to really help us. Aziz, I mean, I when I saw him this offseason, he looks like he gained 10 pounds of muscle. Yeah. And let's not forget, he had eight sacks, yeah. right? Eight and a half, whatever it was, Jerry. Yeah. Um, his first year. Yep. Pretty good for a rookie, right? Yes. Um, so you got some guys that are going to be coming off this edge, and you got some kids like Julian and, and McKinney's and Donnie's and whoever wins the slot, you know, the quarter, guys coming off that slot. So I'm not – I think the Giants are going to do real well in getting to the quarterback, dude. I, even though they don't have an established, you know – 12-sack guy in the roster now. You can't, you can't look at a guy and go, okay, well, there's no J.J. Watson. Yeah, we, yeah, we know that. But I think there's enough that yeah. they're going to get a lot of heat on opposing quarterbacks. I was going to say, with the, with the addition of Thibodeau, the threat of him, um, this defense, how aggressive it'll be, Aziz adding all that muscle, I think he can easily be a 12-sack guy. Um, it's not I there agree. yet. I agree. Eight, eight I agree. I agree. Last year, but yeah. I, he's the first one I thought of. Like, oh, you know, man, he might be – he might be the biggest beneficiary of Thibodeau coming to this team. And you don't know what Thibodeau's going to do. He could you know, explode or, you know, get six sacks, whatever. But uh, just the talent and the threat on that side will open things up for uh, our boy Ojolari. And hey. like you said, dude, he looks like a monster right now. My God. And who was that last name you mentioned, Jerry? Thibodeau? Thibodeau, yeah. Thibodeau? Thibodeau? Yeah. Uh, uh, Jerry, yeah. I mean, look. Can you right now say... Um, it's, it's impossible or no way a kid like Thibodeau is going to get a 10 sacks rookie season? No, not at all. I can't say that. I can't say that. Nope. He's got that potential, bro. Yes. I, I, I'm telling you, Jerry, I watched so much film on him. I wanted to see all different things. I looked at him, and mind you, he was playing on a bad wheel, a big part of the season. Yes. Yeah, he, he had the ankle thing going on. Yeah. You know? And I just looked at some things he did on the field, and I was like, man. Holy crap! You know, I mean, this kid, you know, this kid could be an absolute beast. You know? We got to remember, in, in the 2020 season, he was the consensus number one overall pick when mm-hmm. he was going to come out. It wasn't until last year where he slipped a bit. He was cons- It was like, no, this is the guy. He's going to be as long as the team doesn't need a quarterback or there, somebody doesn't come out. This is going to be the number one pick in the draft. There it was. It's been that was the talk for eight months until mm-hmm. you know last season. Like I said, he played a bit on a bad wheel, and then there was the concern with. He's too interested in off-the-field things, but yep, thanks, everybody. We'll take him at five. So Yeah. Uh, you know what? I have a feeling, Jerry, that that narrative on this young man about how he's more into his brand, yeah. not so sure about football, the mm-hmm. nonsense about taking plays off, Yeah, I think that's going <laughs> to really benefit the New York Giants for the next for, for a long time, bro. Good. You know what I mean? I yep. really do. So, Good stuff, buddy. As always, excellent work. Um, anything else before we get to questions? No, yeah, you know, next week we'll talk about more some things we're gonna look for in camp. Um, but that's you know, it's gonna be really an interesting camp with these guys, dude. It really yeah. is. And and a kid like you know, a kid like Thibodeau, I mean, he just he just creates a buzz, right, Jerry? Yeah. I mean, people are gonna go to these training camp practices and they're gonna focus on number five. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. question about it. They're going to want to see the new kid, bro. Yep. They're going to want to see the new kid. And they want to see him flying around out there, you know? So he, he's one of those type guys. He's going to create a buzz, Jerry. He's created it already. And he's going to keep creating it, so. Yep. Good stuff as always, pal. All right, let's get to some of your questions. Um, Eli, DJ, and the G-Man. Chris kind of answered that about training camp. Um, let's see. Ryan and Connell. Uh, on last week's show, you guys were very bullish on Tony Wandale and Barkley in 2022. For this to happen, Jones wants to put up decent numbers, yet you said you believe the organization will walk away. 
do you see it being a tough choice for the Giants? I don't, I don't know if well, they're going to walk, walk away. Well, we, wait a minute. Walk we away said it's going to, yeah, from Jones. I mean, we said it's going to, it's going to be this depends year. Depends on this year. Yeah, yeah, it depends totally on the year, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, we're guessing. You know, uh, how do we think it's going to play out? Maybe we, we said something like that, but it's going right. to come down to how he plays this year. You know, so. Right. Um, Booker Daniels. Oh, I promised him I'd ask, answer this. Uh, then he asked it again, so he knows I see it. From not seeing Top Gun to an appreciation for the one and only public enemy, what else would people be surprised and intrigued to know about Jerry Foley, a.k.a. Cool J? I, I do like that name. Um, I'm going to cool probably J. use Cool J <laughs> going from now on. Um, I don't like condiments, Booker. I don't like ketchup, oh, mustard. Be careful with that one, Jerry. Make sure you... <laughs> I don't like those either. All right, anyway, anyway. Oh my Make God. sure. Uh, Sorry, doctor. You, know, you, you clarify that, Jerry. <laughs> ah, I don't like ketchup, mustard, relish. I don't put anything on my burger. Um, I'm an onion booker. There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of layers, buddy. I, I'm kind. I'm hateful. I mean, it, there's just so much there. I, I don't know. I, I, you got to have to ask me specific questions, booker. I, you know, uh, I, those are the ones that come to mind, but there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Um, like, you know, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, um, Animal House. This one's gonna this one's gonna kill Chris. He may pass out. Caddyshack. I've never seen those movies. So and and it was funny because somebody tweeted the other day, if you've never seen them then, if you watch them now, you're not going to enjoy it as much. There's only a few movies that really stand the test of time. It's just the jokes aren't as funny. So I just I've never seen them. You know so. Booker, there's a lot here, buddy. Um, we'll, we'll get more into it as, uh, as, the, as the season goes along, pal. The Thanks condiments. The, the condiments reminds me of a line in Rocky Two. Have you seen Rocky Two? Yes. Yes. Do you remember when? Do you remember when his boy asked him, "You want to invest in condominiums?" And Rocky said, "I don't oh, yeah. use them." <laughs> that's yes. a rem- that's yeah. a remind that whole right there reminded me of that scene. That's pretty good. Yes, yes, I do remember that. That is hilarious. Yeah, so there's a couple things, Booker. Um, But yeah, Booker said, I can't believe you like Public Enemy. I I tweeted back at him, radio, suckers never play me. (laughs) Anyway, all right. uh, Adriana Ayafola, Chris, we all know the Pro Pro Bowl is kind of a joke, but... (laughs) When people talk about the players, they always talk about them being pro bowlers. Why don't they focus more on something like all pro, which counts more? Well, that's a layup for you, buddy. Yeah, well, the real NFL world just focuses on all pro. But, you know, pro bowls are, are part of it. You know, a lot of people, it's basically a lot of it's a popularity, a little bit of a joke. I focus, Adriana, on all pros. You know, um, but, you know, pro bowls are still there. So you have to say, if the guy makes a pro bowl, you got to say, oh, three-time pro bowler. You know, I, me personally, I always look at, okay, well, is he a two-time All-Pro? And, I, I mean, that's the cream. That's the cream, right, Joe? That's the cream. Yeah. Cream of the cream, you know? So, yeah. the guy's the All-Pro. But it is what it is. You know, it's not like it's, it's not a it's not, it's not a disgrace to be All-Pro. That's nice, too, man. But I just, I focus on All-Pros. And that's what guys around the league, you know, they focus on the All-Pro stuff. A couple of really good questions coming up. New York Sporta fan, 199. Chris, you grew up a Giants fan. Now you're a beat reporter for them. You ever just sit back and realize you're in the building talking to the team and now boys with Carl Banks? Do you ever get caught in the moment? Uh, at first I did. Who asked that, Jerry? Who asked that question? Uh, New York, NY, uh, New York Sporta fan, 199. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Sporta fan, uh, yeah. No, look, my first year when I was in a locker room, I was like, holy crap, I'm in a giant locker room, you know? Yeah. And Odell Beckham was next to me, you know? <laughs> Guys, I was like, holy crap, you know what I mean? I'm talking to Odell here, you know? Yeah. And Odell's bullshitting me, we will joke about a few things, and he was always, like I've mentioned this a hundred times, he was always a great dude in the locker room, Odell. Um, so, yeah, at first it did. Look, it doesn't anymore, but at first, yeah, sure. I know? would say urinating uh, next to John Mara is always cool too, right? Uh, not cool, but it was always interesting. I wound up, I always wind up next to John. Right. Last year was a little bit more I think only like out of the uh, eight home games, I think I only like twice, two or three times last year with John. I think the year before that was like seven. <laughs> you know, it was, always seemed to to uh, be next to each other. But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, just little things like that the first year was, yeah, sure, at times, you know. Um, you know, and, I, and look, I, and I got to be honest with you, you know, uh, my father um, was a huge Carl Banks fan. Yeah. You know. Huge. He met him back in 1990 at a function. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think I've talked about this before. I took pictures with him, uh, Jumbo, all of them. Uh, but I never forget uh, my father telling me what a class act Carl Banks was towards him. You know, mm. what it just they all were. But you know, I remember Carl was like the featured name out of the group that was at this function. He was like, yeah, you know, the the featured name. And um, and I never forget my father saying what a great guy Carl was, treated him like a gentleman and. And he was always one of my father's favorite players. And then getting a no call personally, you know, and actually, you know, yeah, That's you know, awesome. being friends with him and, and we talk on the side a lot and all stuff like that, you know, and actually socialize, you know, actually get together with him and, you know, stuff like that. It, that to me, Jerry, is moments where like, holy crap, you know, to answer that question a little bit, like that, that sometimes is like, like, holy crap, you know, this is, you know, this guy and this guy. Yeah. And even when we do Bavaro's, like, you know, Jerry, when we had Bavaro on the podcast, you know, yeah. sometimes the things like that, it's like, man, we, you know, we, I grew up with this guy, you know, you know what I mean? And, and here we are with Joker with him, he's telling us he hated the Niners and shit like that, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it hits you like that. But basically to answer that question best I could, the first year, some of it was like, Holy crap, Odell Beckham, I'm bullshit with Odell Beckham. And then after that, you know, it became more like, uh, okay, let's do the job here. You know, so. We enjoyed all the interviews, but I'll say this. Uh, that was the only one I was nervous for beforehand. Like, I, I was well, like, before, yeah, me oh, too. Yeah. No, yep. dude, I was, oh my God, we're talking about <laughs> like, yeah. got to ask some guy. He was, could have been nicer. Well, um, engaging, yeah. but it was like, yeah. oh, wow, mm-hmm. this, I got to get, we got to ask him good questions here. This isn't me. Just, I never forget before we did Mark. Me and Jerry on the side were like, "Well, we don't know what we're gonna get because Bavaro could be, you know, edgy. Yeah, Bavaro right. could be, right." But I mean, look, Jerry. Look, I'm gonna tell a story like it is. You know, Mark told us, Bavaro told us that he reached out to some guys, yeah, about us before mm-hmm. he went on. And luckily for us, fortunate for us, Jerry, the old players, the guys we've had on a podcast said, "No, no, you go on their show. Trust me, you're gonna enjoy it." Which was, Jerry, that made us feel good, right, dude? When Bavaro told us that, you know, if, on a, yeah. and he was, I mean, he was a blast. You know, Mark is a, Mark's the type of guy, if he likes it, he's a blast. If he doesn't, right. he's, he right. could be a little edgy. It's going to get uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I yeah, would say, so. I, I think I came away from that saying, like, if nothing else in my life, on my tombstone, the, I could say the 86 Giants vouched. Some of, some of the 86 Giants vouched for me, so I've got uh, that going. Look. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Look, Jerry, man, I mean, we had a lot of 86 Giants on him. We hope to get a few more on that. You know, yeah. that's the first Super Bowl team, right, dude? Yeah. That's the first Super Bowl, obviously, Jerry. Um, you know, you started following the Giants for 81, whatever it was. And we all know, you know, we all know the wilderness years. So yeah. that 86 team will always be special to me, dude. Always. Yep. Yep. The Giants could win the next four Super Bowls. And, I, and of course, it'll be special, you know. Yeah. But that 86 team, to me, Jerry, personally, because of the crap I had to go through in the, in the wilderness years. Yeah. That 86 team, I tell Carl that all the time, man. You know, those guys, they were young. They don't. Re- they didn't really realize that they got a little bit older. And they were like, wow, right. what we did for this fan base, you know. And they realized yeah. it. I remember Jim Burt I knew on the side, Jim Burt. And, and, and Jim was a great guy. And Jim used to live around the corner for me on Staten Island when he first started off with the Giants. He rented an apartment yeah. um, right around. And, um, and, and, and they started realizing, like, they didn't realize it at first a lot of these guys, but then they started like, holy crap, what we did for these fan base. You know, they didn't realize it, you know, what they really did for the fan base. The older idiots like me that went through that crap, you know, in the Pesachic years and all that shit, Jerry. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that team, and to have them on, Jerry, the Mark Collinses, we have had the Peppers, we've had the Bavars, you know, we're fortunate enough to have these guys. Yeah. And even, uh, uh, you know, Lenny, right, Lenny? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and, of course, you know, guys like that, dude, they'll always be special in our eyes, Jerry. I, I know I speak for you there, dude, too. You know, and, and your dad, who's not around anymore, God rest his soul. I'm sure it was special in him, too, bro. You know, so. Dude, that was the I, – I remember being a kid, 11 years old or 12 years old, whatever, 12 years old, and thinking how much that meant to him, that first Super Bowl. Like, I, I just – I saw what he went through on Sundays yeah. every year. Like, this, that yeah, Super Bowl sure. meant the most. Like you said, man, that, oh, that no stands question, apart. Oh, no question, Jerry. Like, nope. you know, Jerry, it, it's look in 90 was great. They were the underdog. They weren't supposed to win that Super Bowl and all that. I get it. It was great. Yeah. But there was, there will never be anything like 86, dude. Yeah. No, no, never. And, and I get it. Listen, I get it. The Eli, the 07 heavy underdogs, undefeated Tom Brady yeah. and all that. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not diminishing anything. They're unbelievable right. victories. Right, Jerry? Right. Even beating the Patriots again in 11, Eli pulled yeah. out the magic, you know, the right and all that. 
but there was nothing like 86, dude. And and like I said, Jerry, like to actually speak to these guys and go, and relive some of the moments with them. Um, and even now, Jerry, like uh, you know, there'd be certain uh, something might pop up in that Buffalo. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, that Denver game, and I'll be like, yo, call what the you know what what happened? You know, and he'll explain like something would happen that playoff run. That's like, that's what that's what makes it great, dude. That's that's some of the special moments I have to admit. Bavar was special, bro. He yeah, <laughs> Bavar was a blast. You know, yeah. and we might even have him on again. I know Mark will come on again. He will yeah. come on again. We might even have him on again because yeah, he's he was one of the fan favorites, man. So. Good segue to the next question. Big Blue at Luis underscore Big Blue. In the early 80s, when did you start to believe the Giants turned the corner and had the foundation of a championship yeah. team? For me, home game in 84 when they dominated the two-time defending champ Redskins. Thanks for all you guys do. For me, same year, week yeah. two, Dallas. 28-7, I believe. Andy Hedden, 28-7. Had a, yep. Andy Hedden had a long touchdown fumble recovery because... LT murdered Gary Hogaboom. Um, Byron Williams had a touchdown. I think Moad had one. I, I mean, for me, it was like beating Dallas like that. And again, as a kid, now I'm way younger at that point, nine years old, understanding what Dallas meant and how good they were and how much my yeah. father hated them because they yeah. were so good. Yeah. Beating them like that, I thought, oh, all right, now are we there yet? Are we, have we arrived? So uh, yeah. that's it for me. Jerry, I, I agree with you 100%, bro. That 84, I don't know if it was that game for me. I don't remember that specifically. I remember that win, actually, though. But yeah. that season, Jerry, that season, yeah. when you saw what they had on the roster, yeah. right? Yep. And they drafted Carl that year. Obviously, Lawrence, right? Jerry, um, and you saw the, the nucleus of that team. Phil's yeah. coming into his own, right? Yeah, yeah. And you said, oh, we got something. Obviously, no free agency. They couldn't tear the team apart. Couldn't lose right. guys. Right. You know, which obviously was huge, you know? So... And you saw the nucleus, Jerry, and after the 84 loss to the what? The 49ers, Jerry, in the playoffs, yeah. we got smoked? Yeah, 21, um, well, 21-10. Right, okay. But it still felt like... Oh, 81, we got smoked by the Niners. 81, yeah, we got smoked. Yeah, that was right? like a 37. I'm sorry. No, we didn't get smoked. We didn't get smoked. We lost 30, to them. Right? Yeah. 84, we lose. And I said, well, we, we got something here. Uh, I think we could do something with this nucleus. And they did. You know, yeah. so, and they did. Yep. Good stuff. We'll do a few more. Um... Here's a good one from Chris No Longer in St. Pete. What player were you very high on when the Giants acquired him that turned out to be a huge bust? So I'll go by free agency. For me, the one I was high on that just did nothing. Maybe, if I had to think about it, maybe there's another one, but Brandon Marshall just sticks in my head. Like, I mean, he just had nothing left when we got him. I, I, I was expecting yeah. way more. And it was yeah. after the... You know, it was after a season where we went to the playoffs and we added Brandon Marshall, and he it was he just had nothing left. Yeah. Who was somebody we drafted? Well, he said, who oh, do we sign? You can go with draft. I, I went or, by or sign. Or sign via go, free You can go anybody. That we're really high on? Oh, man, I don't know. I have to think about that one, man. Yeah, there's, it's tough. There's, there's, unfortunately, there's unfortunately, there's a – you know what, Jerry? I mean – I remember when he drafted Eric Williams, man, and I thought we were getting this all-world tackle. Remember, Jerry? The way they were talking about him? Eric Did Williams. You... Who am I missing? Eric Williams, the, the nose tackle? Oh, I'm sorry. Eric, um, the offensive tackle. Coughlin's guy. Oh, Eric Flowers. Eric Flowers. What yeah. the hell? I'm, th- <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Sorry, yeah. uh, I'm yeah, bearing names. Uh, Eric Flowers. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. Eric yeah. Flowers. When we dra- I mean, I thought the way they, when he talked about this kid, I thought we were getting Anthony Munoz, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and right off the bat, I was like, whoa, what the hell? You know, that was a huge disappointment to me, man, because you know, the way Coughlin talked about him, the way yeah. Reese, you know, I thought, what the hell we were getting, you know? So yeah, I, I'm sure there's many, man. I have to think about it. Uh, Godfather of Brooklyn. Chris, my man, still waiting on the dish recommendations. What, in your eyes, would constitute a successful season this year? Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag Paisan. A successful season? Yeah. Um, a 7-8 win season. There you go. Same. You know? Same. A 7-8 win season. But, you know, and I, uh, think that will, I think people will be focused on 2023 if that happens, bro. Chris at Albany, New York football. Giants Super Bowl matchup, 90 Giants versus 07 Giants. Mm. Who do you got and why? Keep in mind, Eli versus Belichick history. Uh, for me, I give Parcells the nod over Coughlin. Yeah. yeah. I, I would go with the 90 Giants. I would go with the 90 Giants. The 90 Giants were real good. Let's not forget. They were 13-3. Yeah, 13 and three. Were, yeah right. And they were 10-0. Yeah. and 0. 
yeah. at the start of that season. They were, yeah, the, you know, the 90 Giants were real good. <laughs> yeah. Real good. It just so happened, you know, they played a Buffalo team that was unbelievable that year, and they also won the championship game that year. Yeah. Like 51 to 3 or something like that. And, and people were yeah, like, well, this. This offense did. can't be stopped, and all. Remember that, right? And, uh, so, uh, but no, it's, look, the '90 Giants had a ton of talent, man. I remember, so I'll go with the '90 Giants. I remember as a junior in high school, an Eagle fan in front of me sat in front of me, turned around, and said, "You're not beating Buffalo." I never forgot that. Ha. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, thought, and so, you know, there you go, Booker. There you go, Booker. I'm a lot like George Costanza in that way too. I, I remember right. things and just thinking about that stuff the rest of my life sorry go ahead Chris. you know and the guy mentioned you know let's not forget eli and the belichick well let's not also forget that it wasn't like eli in the offense put 35 points on the board against right. belichick in the team. Right. they won 21 17 and right you know in 17 14 too so uh right. Good point. the defense was a big story at those two Super Bowls too so yeah i would go with the 90 giants there we'll go two more here agent x over under funny we talked about this so i'm going to ask you over under aziz gets nine and a half sacks in 2022 that's a good question I'm going to go over. I'm going to say 10 right there. 12. Slightly over. I'm saying 12. Boom. There you go. Last one. From Love NYG, New York Rangers, New York Yankees. Oh, that you sound like an awesome human being, whoever you are. M. Drake331. You've got life perfectly nailed in sports, buddy. Or or woman. I don't know. I can't tell. I, I, don't, I can't see. So probably, whoever probably you are. A, probably, a Brooklyn, a, probably a Red Sox guy. Too. From yeah. Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Yankees and Rangers, you said? Yankees, Rangers, Giants. The quintessential New York fan, baby. There you go. (laughs) All right, Chris, I'll ask you. Who impressed you the most during OTA slash minicamp? Wondell Robinson. Okay, good. Nice. Good stuff, buddy. Hell of a question. Guys, way to bring the questions in a very dead time of year. Appreciate it. Nice job by all of you guys out there. Yep. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to add before we uh, talk to him next week? Nope. We'll see you uh, next week as we, get, as we get closer to training camp. Good stuff. And, um, there's something else. What the hell did I want to mention to you? I forgot what the hell it is now. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon, man. We'll, we'll, training camp previews, bro. You know, training yep. camp previews. Can't you wait. Believe Are... the, Jerry, you, the, you believe the 4th of July is like right around the corner? No, it's insane. It's, it's insane. insane. It's yeah. So. It's crazy. Today's the twenty fourth. It's gonna everything's gonna be here. Then training camp, and then that's it. Then we, then we go back to two days a week starting September. So it really, yep. and Jerry, it really hit me today when I got the training camp schedule. I was like, yeah. holy crap! You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dable looks like a ten o'clock in the morning guy, which is, which is a nice time, dude. You know. Yeah. Uh, right. For training camp practice, uh, yeah. Because uh, you know, I'll get home in the afternoon. I can still, I can still make a tea time if I have to, you know? So oh, someone else, I should have asked you this. Someone else asked the question. I apologize. Like, I don't remember the name. I put my phone. Jim Fazzle. Oh, remind me the Jim Fazzle story. Go ahead. Oh, okay. We'll go to that. But real quick, if you could travel to any golf course, Chris, and play anywhere, where would you play? Oh, Augusta. Okay. Someone asked that. I apologize, dude. Whoever asked. Augusta. Um, yeah. I yeah. put my phone away. And I tell you what, I will, I mean, that course last week, man, up in Massachusetts and Brookline at the country club. Holy crap. I mean, that's why there's only nine guys on the par. I don't know how the hell you play that course. I mean, that is, woof. There yeah. was some holes in that course. I was looking like, you you don't even see the fairways. You know, or you don't see the green. You got to hit over a rock. If you if you go right, it's into the rocks. You Man, I was talking to some guys that have been around a long time following golf. Bob Sagendorf, our, our guy Sagendorf, who, who actually produced and covered these events, man. And we were talking about that golf course and some of the other ones, man. And we were like, holy crap but yeah augusta jerry because that's just so famous dude yeah. you know that's just so famous yeah you know? so what do you got with jim Vassel? but jim Vassell, uh emmy award winning right yes not nominated winning right no he was nominated now then he won yes then he won so okay yes. all right, so i'm right jim Vassell, uh emmy award winning journalist reporter yes. right uh good dude big time giants fan huge i mean just a rabbit giants fan reaches out and we're going to do some 18 holes together, and we're going to talk a little football. And Jim Jim says, so, Jim, I know you're listening. Like, I text you, Jim. Just give me a couple of weeks. I actually got about 5,000 tee times in the next two weeks. But, Jimmy, after the fourth, we are going to hook up, do a little 18 down by you or wherever the hell we're going to meet up. 
Uh, so, Jerry, I'm like uh, playing golf with with royalty here, Jimmy Vassell, man. And is, uh, is, is, uh, is Giant Golfer going with him, Dan? His cousin? I don't know if Dan's going. His cousin Dan's going with him. Uh, uh, but Dan scratch, reached out to me. Dan did reach out to me. Dan's Dan a scratch golfer. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know, but Dan's busy though. I don't, I'm not quite sure. Dan works he's, a lot. He's, yeah, it's ridiculous. yeah, no, Dan's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know. I know you told me. Dan, um, so, um, but Dan did reach out to me and uh, for his cousin Jimmy and um, uh, Jim. Looking forward to it, buddy. I know, I know you're going to listen hopefully to the podcast. I know you listen every week. And uh, yeah, bring your A game, buddy. No, no, I'm only kidding. So, uh, so real quick, um, I have, I'll give you a golf story. So we played in a foursome years ago. My father. My buddy Matt, Dan Vassell, and me, and it was it was best ball. So I'll play I'll play best ball because if I hit one in the fairway, I'm like, all right, we can use that. Cool, great. I'm I'm done for today. So um, Dan Dan would say to us, uh, just hit it in the fairway. I'm going to go for the hole. I guess like the dog legs. So we all blast him this way, and he's like, up. Oh, don't give me much choice. I guess I got to go on the fairway now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but we got in the golf. We got in the car after a few holes, and I, I looked at my dad and I said, "And my dad was in his seventies at the time." I said, "What do you think?" And he goes, "Oh my God, this kid's phenomenal. <laughs> so was, this kid blasts the ball yeah, on a perfect yeah. line." So yeah, yeah, yeah actually, uh, actually, looking forward. We're gonna try to hook up too, Dan. Um, but yeah. he, you know, he, as you know, he's very busy with his kids, baseball, and, yeah. and he works. Uh, but we're gonna try to hook that up before camp. But even don't camp, this breaks don't camp to it and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, so we'll hook that up with the vassals. But Jimmy, I know you're listening, dude. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hook that up in a couple of weeks, and uh, you could tell me how you're. Uh, maybe you could bring your Emmy. We'll put it in the cart. We'll drive around with the Emmy in the cart. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> so. you should play him for his Emmy. <laughs> play it for Jimmy. No, yeah, yeah, I'll go. play for your Emmy, buddy. Yeah. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to magster.com for a digital subscription. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everybody. All right. Enjoy.